0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based on a roll of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan.
1: I think you're actually nervous. <laughs> and who are you? Actually nervous? Ah, no, I'm kidding. I'm Cody. I was
0: really thinking about what started this, is like, and I'm Cody, and just seeing how you would react.
1: <laughs> I think I would just quit. Just be like, well, enjoy doing well this. He, well, well he's
0: so Cody, funny. so I guess I have to go now. So, right? Cody, before I go into it... There was a very special moment recently in your life. You had a birthday. Oh, and I I'd did. And I'd like to wish you a happy birthday. I'm not going to sing you. the full song, but happy birthday, Cody. I actually got you a gift.
1: Ha- Jordan, we don't live near each other.
0: I drew you a picture <laughs> of your favorite <laughs> beloved character, from uh. our, which you talked about having a fetish for for our second episode. So, as you can see on the screen... <sighs> here is hexadecimal if you can see clearly um i don't know how well you're seeing this gutty but it, she's saying um you only want me for my body and as you said on our most recent episode that you would hang this up in your office well in your um recording studio so i expect to see that on the wall next time we record
1: i really like first of all that you one called this an office then called it a recording studio. When, in fact, what it is is the least dirty room in my basement. (laughs) But if you send me that or if I get a copy of it in some way, I will hang it up.
0: (laughs) Good. I'm – dude, I'm ready for that to be on the wall for the rest of eternity, hopefully.
1: I don't think you'll be able to see it, though, because I'll probably put it in front of my desk. Oh, kind of like like how I have a picture of a bloody chick in front of
0: my desk? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get
1: that. Do you know what I do have on my desk for my birthday? Tiny little help. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay, anyways –
0: First, I guess, the real thing will be, how was Hellboy? Did you see it? No, I didn't see it because I finally just, like, I don't, I'm not even remotely excited about seeing this movie.
1: It, uh, uh, it, it was not, it was not what I wanted it to be, but I don't know. At some point, it's like, they're never going to make a Hellboy movie, and I know that, so I don't know why I'm sitting here being like, no, it wasn't what I would, like, obviously, it's not going to be what I want. Um, there was some stuff where they, like, not just saying it has to be similar to the comics, there was some stuff I liked, uh, it was really gory, like, way gorier than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, because they went for that R rating, that hard R rating. Yeah, it just felt like it really wasn't, there were times that it was kinda, like, funny, and I enjoyed it, or it felt appropriate, but then there was, like, and this is a little bit spoilery, so if anyone really cares about spoilers No, no one Hellboy, cares. No one cares. But it's, care. no one's going to see this movie, because it was. I went and saw it, and there were two people in the theater. <laughs> it was me and my wife. And that was like two weeks after it released, too. It was a week after it released. Oh On my... a Friday night. On a two Friday the night. Theater. Yeah, it was bad. So, um, you know the demons you saw in the trailer, like the giant demons stomping through London? Yeah, yeah.
0: That, like, like, with like, the big
1: people in thorns. half in the trailer, so how did you not know it was going to be gory? Yeah, no, 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 no. Check that out. That's the only scene with those demons. Like, in the movie... Wait, what? A There's only one to... scene with... Yeah, a crack to hell opens up, those demons walk out, the trailer sequence plays, and then the crack to hell closes and they all get sucked back to hell. So then what's the point of them? opening the crack to hell if you're not gonna... I don't know. I don't know. The movie was... Just structurally, it was a bad movie. Like, what what confuses me is, you know, whenever you adapt, like, a comic book or uh, a book or anything, the problem is usually your source material has too much, right? Yeah. So, you know, you you adapt Harry Potter and then nerds go and see it. And they're like, well, but where's Peeves, right? Yes, where is This it? had the opposite problem where they just, like, took a comic book. Like, a, it's very clearly, like, this one issue of Hellboy, or really two, and then they just added a bunch of crap to it that made it way more confusing. And I'm like, this was a very simple story. And then you just smashed garbage into it. And the problem is, too, they, like, wanted their cake and to eat it, too. So um, so they're fat. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the problem is they, they didn't want to do an origin story. But then they also did an origin story. But this, this story comes at the end of the comic book after Hellboy has built up a lot of relationships with a lot of like demons and supernatural creatures that are all characters so, in this last so issue. So did they
0: establish those during
1: the movie or was, were those already happening? The, the, a lot of them, they would just like show up and be like, I know Hellboy because of this. But then the story was an origin story for Hellboy, who at this point is 60 years old. Yeah. He, was, he was born in World War II. It's set in modern day. <laughs> he is not 60. He's what, frick, like, 80, 80 years 80. old? He's 80. <laughs> like, he is so old. And it's like somehow he's still having an identity crisis after 80 years? It's like, man, you get one of those when you're 40. You don't get one when you're 80. Come on, man. Yeah, at I don't 80, know.
0: you're just preparing to die. And honestly, when I'm 80, I just want someone to come and shoot me. But, and um,
1: granted, He's immortal, so I know that he's like doesn't have to... But, yeah, he, I don't he's know. He's the Wolverine just, it didn't make of hell. Sense. Yeah, it just... It, there was little stuff that I liked. I liked how much he got hurt in the movie. Like, he was getting stabbed and impaled and cut up all the time. Which is accurate for the comic book. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't, only read
0: Seeds of Destruction, so I don't really know. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, even in that one, he gets stabbed and like the life sucked out of him and thrown through walls and stuff. So I liked that. Um... But, I don't know, they just always make Hellboy a dick, and that's just not who he is. It's just not his thing to be horrible to everybody, and, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's dead funny. <laughs> Either way, so, my, my point is, I am, I am, I am sad-faced.
0: Um, really quick, I just want to do a shout-out to a couple of the people who are watching us live, um, to India, um, Mr. Ginger Ninja, which I love that name, Skinny seahorse and Squiggles. Also, thank you to Instant three Play, who is hosting us right now, which is awesome. Um, so ha- is there anything else that you've been watching, playing, doing, whatevering?
1: Yeah, Game of Thrones.
0: Oh my God, nothing has happened yet this season.
1: Yeah, well, I was gonna say, like I don't wanna give away spoilers, but the freaking isn't anything to talk about yet. Like I know the next episode, which whatever. This is like a little bit of structure. Dude, like,
0: I'm getting my battle finally.
1: Yeah, right. Next episode is where like everything's popping off and things are going to go yeah. crazy. And we're but not. We're not going to. Spo- episodes, we're not going to
0: spoil anything.
1: <laughs> no, well, I mean, there's nothing to spoil. The first two episodes, nothing happened, and it's like I get it that you can't just like start the season and end the show because there's only like one thing left to happen. Really? Like after this, it's like well, like the rest of it's kind of falling action you know what i mean like this is the thing
0: well i mean the whole show has been the rising action this is like where it's right to go right this
1: is like you know the big I'm, I'm getting happening. my battle
0: and that's all i want i just i really everybody's like oh yes but it's such a smart political intrigue show and stuff like i like to watch some smash swords and kill each other well, that's like where, yeah. that's why i watch game of thrones is to just have a lot of fun with it like so i
1: like I've been getting, watching people like, kill each other I've been getting like way deep in the lore. I know Jordan, you're you're so right? <laughs> I'm, I'm a maniac. It's fine. I've been watching videos about the lore because I want the okay, next Dark episode Souls. of Game of Thrones to come out. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I've been playing Dark Souls too, so I, both those things are time sucks. But uh, I've decided what I want to happen at the end of the show is I want the whole world to be taken over by Bravos, the free city of Bravos. Oh, Do you want to know why? Do you know who's never conquered anybody? Bravos. Do you want to know what is a city of self-freed slaves? Bravos. Well, want to know who has infinite money and the best fighters in the whole world? Bravos. Like it's just Bravos is the best. No one can be a slave there. They believe everyone is equal. They elect their kings. Like, yeah, Bravos. Bravos for the win. It's the best city in the world. <laughs> Everywhere else sucks. The Targaryens I, are the worst. Okay, first of all, we
0: all know Podrick
1: is going to sit on the Iron Throne. That would be awesome, but Patrick is absolutely dying in the next episode. No, I shh no no. That's not a no, spoiler, I don't no, know. No, I know, he's dying. I just don't want
0: it to happen. Don't be you to do
1: face? He's gonna dude, he's sexy. he's he's a puppy. He's getting stabbed in the head. You're just gonna no, watch him get stabbed no. like three hundred times. They're gonna hodor him. Shut up, Ryan. Um, and shut up, Kevin.
0: They're not going to hold Hodor Podrick. He's the best character. He's sitting on the Iron Throne.
1: Do you seriously think Podrick is living past this episode? Really? Cody, we're, we're moving on because I don't want to. Tell like... me all about how Brienne is also going to make it. You want Look, a happy man, ending?
0: Dude, I have like five characters that I want to live, and they're probably all going to die. Brienne, Podrick, Sir Davos. <laughs> Look, just start <laughs> the
1: list the of guys ones. who are
0: all going to die.
1: It's like you want Gandalf and a limping puppy to live. That's who that... <laughs>
0: Sir Davos is living, Cody.
1: Yeah, no, he's,
0: Sir Davos, he's straight up Gandalf. Ser yeah. Tarth, the Hound.
1: Oh, do you want to know? I do have one, like, dumb theory that, I, I don't know, this is, like, in my own head. I'm
0: hoping Cersei just gets destroyed by the Night King.
1: Okay, so th- three, I guess two things that I think are worth, like, being like, oh, I believe this. So, one, I think the Night King is going to King's Landing and is going to, like, burn down King's Landing. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, because he's not in the trailer. Like, I've watched a bunch of people break this all down. Oh, but like, all we're going to stop because we're getting, like, very edgy to like King have a Okay, I here's compromise. my last theory. I don't
0: care about your theories. Okay,
1: go go on with your theories. Jordan, this is an important theory. All right, so you know how the Targaryen crest has three heads, right? Yes. So right now, I think that there are three Targaryens in play, which is Tyrion, no. who I think is a Targaryen, um, Jon, uh, well, spoilers, but whatever, everyone knows this, and Danny, Right. But one of her dragons got killed, so I think Tyrion's gonna die. Cause she had three okay. dragons. You're, There's you, three. Yeah,
0: that yeah, you know what? Anyways, um, really quick, I want to start by spoiling Avengers Endgame.
1: Joking. <laughs> <laughs> We're just
0: gonna start off really quick and Endgame, um,
1: actually, this is what happens. Well, I mean, we I haven't seen any of this, so I don't actually know. You know, this is my theories. Yeah. Um because I'm a huge nerd. Yeah, I know you are.
0: But anyways, so is there anything else that you've been doing? We're gonna to try to give it the stream time
1: to actually live. Uh, playing Dark Souls a lot. That's um, it. how far are you at? Uh, I'm I'm at Ornstein and Smo, but I haven't started fighting them yet because I wanna build uh I wanna build Quaelic's, uh whatever Chaos Sword thing. So I need to get a curved sword up to ten plus ten. Okay, that's really boring. Yeah, right. It means it means that I'm grinding large tight night chunks. That's what I'm doing right now. Oh jeez. But I want that fiery nightmare sword. It looks so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're gonna get wrecked by Ornstein and Snow and I'm Nah, you I've already seen, done it enough. Please, for the love of God, stream this. Everybody wants to see it. I can get oh, people... I... Everybody who wants to see Cody stream Dark Souls, say so in chat. Because yeah. I really want that to happen right now.
1: Do you want, do you want to watch me kill slimes? Because that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Running no, up you I'm running the, down or, up. When
0: you get to the Ornstein and Smo fight, actually,
1: like. I can stream <laughs> or record that for you if you want. It.
0: We got a no. It's from what? your wife.
1: Oh, well, that's because I play Dark Souls too much. Sorry, Mandy. I play Dark Souls too much. I love you. We got
0: another no. <laughs> oh, jeez. We got another song? no. We, everybody just said no. <laughs>
1: You don't want to watch me do the same boss fight fifty times and make the same mistake over and over and over and over again?
0: Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly why I don't play from software games on stream.
1: (laughs) And you're trying to get me to do it. Because I would've watched
0: and I have no other way. I can't just come to your house like you don't want me showing up in your freaking um basement just holding a bowl of cereal like, hey babe, you played um you play Dark Souls yet?
1: Okay, one, why would you be holding a bowl of cereal two? Yeah, I mean, you could, but you never come over and visit me, so... Because That's you awesome. live four hours away. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> anyway.
0: I wish you could see some of these stats. Oh, yeah, so Mandy says she wants me to come to your house. I'm, I'm See? Excited. Told you. I just, I'm just, i just gonna, like, just buy all the cereal, just sit there, and just, like, pour the milk directly in the box, and just eat it out of the, the box. Oh, hey. Okay. I hope you guys wanted me to come this early. Well, that's disgusting. (laughs) I'm a disgusting person. So anyways, Cody, you know, I will give you one guess as to what I've been doing recently. And if you guess wrong, stream's over.
1: Oh. uh, What have I been doing recently? Playing Dark Souls 2. No. No. Ignoring JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. JoJo's
0: Bizarre Adventure. I'm wearing my Diamond is Unbreakable shirt, as you can see, because part four was the best thing ever. Second... (laughs) I am almost done with part 7 Steel Ball Run. Um let's just say it's a it is a continent-wide chase across America for um the corpse of Jesus Christ.
1: You know, Jordan, <laughs> I know you're trying to get me to watch this you show. You need to watch this show. You're Everybody looks really it. bad. Everybody job. who
0: wants Cody to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, please say yes.
1: <laughs> I don't live my life based on Twitch suggestions. No, we got I another no. Did. We got a yes.
0: We got a yes.
1: Who said no? They're Your wife again. We got a third
0: yeah. second yes. Yeah, Andy. Seriously, I need someone other than online people to talk to about
1: this show. That's how I feel about Game of Thrones right now. In person, I don't really know anyone that's watching the show. Dude, but just JoJo's. <laughs> man, they, it's great. It's,
0: it's got to the point because I was, I was reading it and it got to the point where it's like, okay, yeah, I just have to finish this because now I'm just invested. And if they kill off the character that I think they're going to kill off, I'm going to be very mad. And that's just, you know, that's just where I'm at. It's, it's the Game of Thrones of anime to me right now. It's like the only thing I care about. And I've just been reading it and watching it constantly. I might go back and watch the fourth part again because it's the best set of all seven. But anyway, (laughs) um, Okay, we are getting to that time in the show, Cody, where I do my usual thing. Hold on a second. But the
1: time where we actually do our worlds?
0: Yeah. So the, t- oh. the time where we do our worlds. So, Cody, do you remember what last week was?
1: Was it Supernatural Worlds? No, no it was Disney Worlds. It was
0: Disney Worlds. And now, yeah. an even harder question Do you remember what last live show was?
1: That was Heroes, yes, right? Yes, you are. Thank you.
0: So, Cody, do you remember what I did for it? I'm just going to keep grilling you until we're ready. What? Do you remember I... what my world was? It was
1: uh, superheroes.
0: Yeah, no, but do you remember what I did?
1: Yeah, superheroes.
0: Yeah, you know what you did? You did, like, you know, superheroes could control elements and stuff. And they had the one guy who had the power to make um, plants have feelings and emotions. And you it wasn't a them. guy.
1: It was a girl. It was a girl, wasn't it? Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> Track. And and then a guy came along and made it to where the trees couldn't complain about getting cut yeah, down. Yeah, so they, they couldn't really scream
0: in pain, but they still felt it all the way. And that yeah. was that was probably one of your darker worlds, even though it wasn't supposed to be.
1: I thought it was hilarious. I, uh, I, uh, that was the one that I read to my brother, and he said it was like listening to a fever dream. Was it like, was That was
0: the goal. <laughs> it was pretty awful. So this week, we have the choice between a cartoon world or the world as a sentient being. And um, we're going to go ahead and roll for initiative. And whoever wins initiative gets to pick the world.
1: Yep, I've already rolled. I'm way ahead of you, man.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. I won. What'd you get? 20! I got a six. Okay, yeah, you lost. So, I mean, we kind of already made the gentleman's agreement that we were just going to go ahead and do Cartoon World.
1: Don't tell everybody no, that. No, no.
0: I like to be truthful to the fans. We're, we're doing Cartoon World because <laughs> why don't we do the like less interesting world? And since I rolled it at 20, Cody, you have to do both worlds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you, you, you have to, you have to do both worlds.
1: Well, that's gonna suck for everyone that has to listen to me make up a world where the world is sentient. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, so I, so I decided to do voices again, and even though I'm not good at voices, so I'm gonna start that. And my world, is, I, I'm proud of what I did. I know everybody's gonna hate my voice.
1: Okay, so I'm we're, ready, Jordan. Yeah, we're starting. I'm gonna love it because I always love it when you no, do you voices. Don't. Okay, can everybody hear me?
0: Okay, cool. Don't turn that dial. The life and times of Ricky Rat is about to begin. Hello and welcome to Toontown. I will be your guide today, Ricky Rat. As you can see, Toontown is a colorful vista that is home to me and all of my wonderful friends. Jordan, my-
1: hang on. I have one question real quick. Yes, Cody. Is, is this going to be racist? No, no, this time I did not do racism. <laughs> this just feels that voice. I didn't do It's not racist. How is that voice racist? No, I'm not saying the voice is racist. I'm saying the voice sounds okay. like a racist. Because
0: guy. the the voice, is... I will tell you whose voice I am mimicking at the end of this, but I hope you can guess.
1: I'm just saying I'm worried this is gonna bust out into a real awkward yeah. song of the south. No, Cody,
0: stop! It's not really my world. It's not song of the south. I only did I only did racism like four times in my worlds.
1: You've only done it like every single world, yeah? Because you
0: need a bad guy, and of course the bad guy has to. Some... Never mind. Right, we go are ahead. gonna we are gonna brush that off before I go down a road I do not want to get to do.
1: All right, go ahead, racist rat. Go ahead. What?
0: Nightbot timed out. Night Nightbot apparently timed out one of my. Ah, oh geez. that. Dang it! I don't know how to reverse that. I am so sorry. Who's Nightbot? Nightbot is the um just the like auto mod in there. Oh. <laughs> and it just it just timed out Alex for no reason. Okay. And, <laughs> anyways. Hello and welcome to Toontown. I will be your guide today, Ricky Rat. As you can see, Toontown is a colorful vista that is home to me and all of my wonderful friends. My house is the bright fuchsia one that is called an eyesore by my neighbor and pal Henry Horse, who compares it to his boring white bungalow. The houses around the town are all shapes, colors, and sizes, but that only accounts for a small portion of the area of Toontown. Down the street is the park which is a popular hangout. In the park, you can find many statues that represent the founders of this town and also many areas to have picnics or to play in. The pond in the middle of the park is full of fish and other wildlife. It isn't the only body of water as we have the beach towards the edge of town. The yellow sands of the beach are a lovely contrast for the calming blue of the ocean. The comment that I just read is, enjoy, Um, Ricky Rat equals Mickey Mouse equals Illuminati confirmed. (laughs) In the main area of Toontown, you can find many wonderful restaurants like Pat's Grill and Burger Heaven. Toontown is filled with many small businesses and shops like the one I run, eccentrics. At my shop, you can buy many eccentric items including toys and even pranks. It's a very fun place to live in. But of course, the viewable area stops at the edge of town and we are not able to go outside the limits or else we will cease to exist. It's a hellish existence as we live constantly trapped in this bubble, unable to leave. Fun fact, I'm not trapped in here with them. They're all trapped in here with me. I'm just kidding. This place is absolute heaven. The ocean borders one, one end of two town and the plains border the other. My buddy, the sun, hangs out in the sky during the day. He is such a cool guy, always wearing sunglasses and giving the rooster a big thumbs up when he rises. The rooster crows twice in the morning to wake up everyone to take on the day. At night, the snoring moon takes over the sky, and that signifies that it is time for everyone to sleep. This is a wonderful place. Hope you stay for a while, so you can meet all of the animals and my other friends. But first, a message from our sponsors. Try RapiGon, the most inhumane way to get rid of those pesky pests. Just three easy steps and boom. They are on their way straight to hell where they belong. That's Rat Be Gone. Killing rats since 1989. So, most of the cartoons I remember when I was a kid are sort of this absurdist nightmare that if you look back on now, were extremely weird and a little off-putting. So I wanted to capture that a little bit. Um, This world that I am building is meant to be almost garish in color, but is constrained to one small town. It is designed like the suburbs with a small downtown area, a park, and a beach. So during the day, there's a fun sun with sunglasses for reasons. And then at night, there is a snoring moon with a blanket and teddy bear. And that's my first section.
1: Jordan, I just want to congratulate you on making a cartoon world and following our prompt. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my section. Um, uh, I was going to like title my section Season 1, 2, 3, and 4, but it just didn't make sense. So you don't get a title for the section, but... My world, in general, is called Dungeon School.
0: Wait, hold on. Hold on. Dungeon School? And you, like, almost got on me for making a racist world, but you made a sex dungeon.
1: Uh, It's not a sex dungeon, It's a sex dungeon. Jordan, all the characters are, like, ten.
0: Oh, God. Code, you made a sex dungeon for children? No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is a PR
1: nightmare. Oh, my gosh. You're a PR nightmare. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs)
0: C- Cody, shall I remind you of what your favorite character was as a kid? Just I don't
1: <laughs> want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> to everybody,
0: this is Cody's birthday present. If you didn't see it earlier, Cody has a fetish for Hexadecimal from Reboot.
1: I don't have a fetish for Hexadecimal. I have a totally normal attraction to Hexadecimal.
0: Okay, Cody. Just so you keep believing it. Go on. Anyways,
1: your I'm doing my story. Our entrance exam is simple. Find dungeon school. And get in! If you can do that, congratulations, you're a student. The hard part is getting back out. Front door only opens one way. Becky, the first master of dungeon school. Wait, that was Becky? Her name's Becky. She's an old, old lady. She's like Gandalf, but, but like an old adventure Gandalf. Anyways, the land flows and rolls green and lovely. Water runs down from melting ice mountains to bring life to the valleys and forests below. The land of Grove and Dale is a peaceful place. It is a place that has found prosperity and happiness. What else could be desired? People gather in villages, travel comfortable roads to trade, and greet fellow travelers with a smile and a wave. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. If you have a desire to explore, great. The forest is full of mystery and wonder. Around each tree is another tree, or a beautiful field of grass, just like the other ones. And if you're ever lost, don't worry. All the trees bend slightly north, Um, and the forest floor is extremely clear so you can see for miles through the trunks of all the trees. And if you decide you must camp out, feel free. You don't even need a fire to be safe. The nights are cool and mild, and the wind whispers you to sleep. We live in heaven. Why would we ever complain? Okay, I hate these trees. These God-forsaken trees. I don't want to frolic through the woods. I want to explore trees no one has ever seen before. I don't want to sleep someplace safe. I want to have to light fires and keep monsters at bay. I don't want to just see the mountains. I want to walk on their summits. Fight bears. Go hungry. I want a challenge. I want an adventure. Unfortunately, my parents seem to think that is a terrible idea. They say, no, this is just a phase. Don't worry. Just relax and be happy. You have nothing to fear. Well, I have a better answer. I met a witch on the road a few days ago. Like a real old, crazy ward on her nose, pointy hat witch. And she gave me a map and said that it's for the lands outside of lands, beyond the land of Grovendale. She says somewhere out there, there's a school for people who want to struggle. A dungeon school. And then she winked and vanished. Alright, so this is the first section of my world called Dungeon School the land that we are introduced to first in like, if this was to be a cartoon show is like this beautiful, idyllic land, you know, like very bright greens, bright blues. Everything is perfect and peaceful. It like practically everything is a bounce house. You know what I mean? It'd be like, if you ever saw a wolf, it would have like big googly eyes and would dance and sing a song. (laughs) Um, And our main character is like a young teen, you know, like, child who's kind of like just on that edge of starting to want to be like rebellious and have their own thoughts so So they're like
0: gravity falls but only with witches and darkness
1: well i mean gravity falls kind of had both of those things i never watched gravity
0: falls i just know the animation style
1: oh you just nailed the two things that it has (laughs) Um, i'm like 90 percent sure there's a witch in it um but the idea is that um this young person is dissatisfied with their life because it's very, like, easy and relaxed and peaceful, and they go off into the world seeking adventure. Okay. And the place where you learn how to be an adventurer is Dungeon School, which is a school you have to find. That's my first section. Anyways, go ahead. The, I, I, like it. I, I like it, Cody. It feels like you, you don't. No, 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 you kind of did geography. I mean, yeah, that section was about geography. Yeah, kind of. Enough. Um, okay.
0: So, <laughs> so, anyways, I'm going back. Earphones. I'm going back into character, Cody. Oh God, he's taking over my soul. Um So now our second section, which we will kind, of, I will be covering the flora and fauna almost, and Cody will be doing whatever the heck he wants to do.
1: There's a fauna in my next section.
0: There is a fauna. That's your. Like. You did talk about trees once. Is this the tree talk I was promised since supernatural? No, world? no, no. There's uh, very
1: little trees after. Again, the first section. again.
0: All right. Anyways, welcome back. Let me tell you about a few of my friends. Toontown is filled with many anthropomorphic animals like myself. All of these anthropomorphsites—it's really hard to say that in this voice—are sentient and contribute greatly to society. Well, except for the black blob that we—you just ruined it. What, Cody?
1: I'm sorry. Did Mickey Mouse just say sentient? Sentient. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to say. Hi.
0: It's Ricky. My name is Ricky Rat not mickey mouse what the heck is a mickey
1: mouse i don't know but he said sentient so i guess we expect
0: okay anyways all these intro sized animals are shit shit and contribute greatly to society well except for the black blob that we keep locked in the basement of town hall and must never let out or it will swallow everyone whole (laughs) just another fantastic ricky rat joke but, anyways, the other animals, like myself, work jobs, sell food, raise children, and even run town hall. It's great! There are no humans, but that's okay. We run things fine on our own. Like my weird neighbor, Henry Horse, is a tax man, and my other neighbor, Patricia Pigeon, teaches at the school. Patricia lives in a birdhouse hanging off the power lines. How interesting! <laughs> <laughs> Town Hall is controlled by Eric Eagle and his secretary, Osa Ostrich. You notice the theme? Every animal's last name is the name of their species. (laughs) It's a cartoon, Goody. Shut up. (laughs) There are other animals, of course, but these aren't quite sentient like us. We eat them for food, keep them as pets, or train them for other purposes. I once trained an army of pigeons to cover Henry Horse's house in sh- Well, never mind. That for now. Sometimes it is confusing why we have dog people like Dally Dog in his family and also we just keep dogs as pets. Is it cannibalism when Chuck Chicken eats a chicken sandwich or Conrad Cow eats a burger? It doesn't make sense. But then, then again, cartoons usually don't. Your mother was right. We could even rot out your brain. Well, on the other hand, we have the plants and the trees. But, who cares about those? They were just made to look like the plants and trees in your world. Don't worry about them. The artists are lazy. If you stay for a bit, I will tell you about the really important stuff. But first, another message from our sponsors. In a world where every government agency depends on one old decrepit action star, terror strikes yet again, and it is up to Tommy Tomcat to save us all. See Mission Kind of Possible 18 in theaters near you.
1: I was about to ask if Tommy Tomcat was Tom Cruise, and (laughs) you said Mission Almost Possible, and I'm like, Yup! (laughs) Tom Cruise cat! Still making movies! So, once again, really quick. um, Can I ask a question about Tommy Tomcat? Yeah, sure, what up? Does he date women that are half his age now? (laughs)
0: <laughs> now we're back into dark
1: territory. Does he have to be like touched up constantly for all of his he's movies? He's also like, only
0: the- 5'4 and he's fifty and is constantly the character that's a rebel without a cause like the like really cool guy that all the women swoon over. He's fifty. Come on.
1: That's the thing I was that was the joke I was. Yeah, I know. It just
0: it makes it makes me <laughs> where is she? Oh, <laughs> um, so really quick, I remember kind of an in-joke with the older cartoons that the characters are decently self-aware and break the fourth wall from time to time. And so, of course, that happens here. But it is pretty much just Ricky Rat, while the others from time to time notice that something is up. So like Ricky Rat like just constantly breaks – he's like the Deadpool of this cartoon. Um, every, yeah, he seems like the Deadpool
1: of this cartoon.
0: Every animal lives in their own unique house that is pretty much a play on their type of animal or personality. So, like, the pigeon living in the, um, yeah. (laughs) So, the animals run this place as if they were humans. Humans are just the audience. So, in this, like, this is an actual cartoon, but it will be, like, our world is the audience, and then this cartoon happens within the TV world.
1: Right. So, So
0: this is, like, an actual cartoon world. Right? You get it? Makes sense?
1: Yeah, no, I, okay. I get it.
0: So the animals act as human, but are inexplicably... There are some animals that they eat or keep as pets, which I did kind of as a play on with the Disney and Mickey Mouse and um, Pluto. And yes, yeah, Mandy yeah, called yeah, me I out for that. this way earlier, but Ricky Rat is also supposed to be a play on Mickey Mouse. Illuminati confirmed.
1: Right. Well, obviously,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, goody.
1: Oh, out is it far. my turn? Yeah, Sorry. of course not. I was, I was... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought I thought you were going to explain a little bit more. Hmm. There is a great deal to be taught, but more importantly, <laughs> there are always new lessons to be found. Becky, the first master of dungeon school. I found it. Finally, I found it. Or, at least I think I found it. I might have found it. But what? this time, <laughs> I'm pretty What weird. did you find? I got it figured out. I am being vague on purpose. Oh, okay. What I have found out is that witches are deceitful. <laughs> no, I mean, no. was she even a witch? Who knows? At this point, um, I have found another cave that leads to more ruins, and somewhere down there, there should be a school. I hope. A school for people like me. that want a little bit more danger in their lives. Anyway, this latest ruin I found is way larger, and I've even seen evidence of fires and some other people coming down this way which are hopefully fellow students and not something else. And not the devil himself. (laughs) This is like a journal. So imagine this is like a break in the journal. Okay. Well, it was something else. I asked for danger and I got it. (laughs) See, throughout my adventures, I've been attacked by skeleton, bestoned serpents, and grave hobs. And I've been fortunate enough to find weapons along the way. I am armed and armored-ish. So last night, I went to sleep, much as I usually do, with one eye open. I tried to squint, and I think I did it wrong. <laughs> anyway, about five minutes after I laid my head down, my Eternal Watcher skull starts screaming. So I hop up, draw my spiked dire axe, and heft my winged shield, and wouldn't you know it, I see nothing. But... The skull is still shrieking, so something is out there in the dark. Then, the torches. Little spots of light. Great. This is going to be something terrible, so I just stand my ground and wait. Eventually, I'm surrounded by little fires twinkling in the dark. I sense movement out of the corner of my eye and turn, ready to defend myself. Then, wham! Claws in my back. Well, that just seems unfair. I keep turning and trying to catch movement, but each time something strikes me in the back. I'm starting to get worried when I hear a cheerful little laugh. And this time I know something bad is happening. I turn towards the sound and see not a torch, but a flaming hand moving towards me. I raise my shield, and at this point I wonder, what is the point? And of course, before the flaming hand reaches me, the woman attached to it flips over my hand and lands next to the fire crouching, her head on a swivel. (sighs) No, she's not a cat. <laughs> she said, oh, you must be a new student. I see you got caught off guard by the angler cat. So Here, she's a stereotype. She, this is the narrator doing an impression of what she believes this person sounds like.
0: So it's you doing a voice of a person doing a voice.
1: Yes. Okay, exactly. You got it. <clears throat> she drops a pair of seeing specks next to the fire. See you inside, new meat, if you make it! Ha 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 ha! And then she flips out into the darkness. So, a couple things. One, I hate her. Two, how did she light her hand on fire? And three, screw those seeing specs. I got this figured out. <clears throat> I don't need help from anyone, and I've worked out this puzzle. Just took a few knocks to knock some sense into me. Anyway, I am beaten and bleeding, but I'm ready for Kitty this time. Okay, so I catch movement again out of the corner of my eye. I turn, but as I do, I sling my shield onto my back. Right at the last second, the angler cat this time runs his head right into my shield. Yeah, turtle for the win. I spin, swinging blind, and hit some part of my axe on some part of that cat, and all the torches go out. I hear faint footsteps running off. I pick up the seeing specks and stretch out for a well-earned nap. So there's monsters in my world, that's Florentana. <laughs> I, I love your form of world building, which is actually one
0: of the questions that I would ask later, but I love your form of world building is tell a story and fill in the blanks later.
1: <laughs> tell a story and then you guys can work it out. Yeah, it's
0: like, oh yeah, do you wonder what was happening in this world? Yeah, don't worry about it, I didn't write it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the blanks are there to be filled in Cody, by your imagination. we wrote
0: a comprehensive list on how to build a world.
1: <laughs> and I have done a comprehensive job of ignoring that.
0: Yeah, a very, very good comprehensive job of ignoring. So a quick summary for people who have caught up late. What is your world about? And I'll do the same for mine.
1: Oh, oh, we're, we're doing like a just, recap. Just a
0: quick recap for us because I know there was a couple people that jumped in.
1: Sure. So I am doing uh, a world called Dungeon School. It is a – the if this was to be a cartoon that you would watch, it is about a – like young-ish girl, so she's like probably 11 or 12, 13, you know, like middle high school age that lives in like an idyllic perfect fantasy land where everything is soft and nice and easy, you know, like beautiful rivers and nice fields of grass and nice old trees. Uh, but she's unsatisfied because she thinks the world lacks challenge, lacks challenge. So one day she meets a witch that gives her a vague map telling her to go to dungeon school and learn how to be a real adventurer. And the little bit that I just read was her finding her way down to dungeon school. I just wanted to
0: like start singing a song about finding her way down to dungeon school. But it <laughs> included ukulele, and I don't
1: have one of those.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> might be that
1: this is a little bit inspired by Adventure Time, so you're not off. Ah. Uh, so
0: Adventure Time and Gravity Falls.
1: Well, I mean.
0: Mine was basically fully inspired by um, Rin and Stimpy
1: and Invader Zim. And not Mickey Mouse? Ricky Rat was just a name that I stole. Ricky Rat was just a name you stole. Really? Really?
0: (laughs) Well, Ricky, I made up the name, but, uh, you know, it was inspired. So, my world is um, The Adventures of Ricky Rat, and it's this small, kind of garish in color town that is just, you know, full of color, dopamines for the children, and... All of the people, people in it are, um, they're anthropomorphic animals. Every animal lives in a house that basically matches their personality and or, um, character or, or species. And then lastly, um, there's just a bunch of weird stuff going on, but we'll get to a little bit, bit of that later. Um, Cody, start thinking of a theme song. Um, Gazroth, Anthony, in the chat demands you, um, have a theme song for this world. Oh, okay. So start the of gotcha. games on For Your World.
1: Well, um,
0: okay. Okay, and this is a question I think I could answer. Na- answer ask now: If Ricky Rat had a gaming restaurant, what food would be sold there? Is there animatronic performance? Um, so it would pretty much be like walking into a full-on nightmare. Um, everything would be twisted and dark, and Ricky Rat would um try to kidnap some of the children during um <laughs> during the performance. And I lost Cody again. So basically I can't talk about kidnapping children without the um stream freezing. Wait, really? Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. It's like the Ricky Rat um restaurant would be um pretty much a nightmare. Ricky Rat would try to kidnap kids as a joke. Wait, what? <laughs> Which you're gonna start seeing in my next section. Wait, what? <laughs> like I said, what? this cartoon Wait. is a nightmare world. <laughs>
1: you know you're not wrong
0: um, and then ryan threw in a fun joke which is guess the stream should dot 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 reboot
1: well i mean i love reboot we all know i love <laughs> Re- reboot.
0: reboot was fantastically awesome
1: it wasn't it was really bad but i still love it from nostalgia <laughs>
0: and someone posted it's like lol just trap doors opening up and swallowing kids when they hit that uh hit the top score on ski Ball.
1: Jordan, I don't know how to tell you this without being really awkward, but I have Twitch open. I can see the chat. I've been reading it to you. Fine. (laughs) Because I didn't know
0: you had it open until you commented, Jordan, no.
1: I've been talking on it.
0: You've talked once.
1: you talked once, twice, three times. Yeah, I told someone that I got my lamp from Target.
0: (laughs) Tarjay. So here is my next section, which, uh, geez, our live shows will get better. I promise. This is only the second one. We will get better, and it will like. This is the only time that my computer has closed out of OBS twice during the stream. Like that's that's weird.
1: Cause it hates you.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fine. All right, but anyways, um, before I get into it, because I have to, I'm just gonna do a quick shout out to um the people that are viewing. We got Chandel Carvacin, um Carl Cloven, Cog Whistle. Crazy Diodor 6, which is you, Gazaroth, India, <laughs> Instant 3Play, Mandy MJ, MD Wild Spaceman, Mr. Ginger Ninja, <laughs> Mr. Ginger Ninja, that's hard to say sometimes, Skinny Seahorse, Squiggles, VK, Virgo Pros. Pros, Pros.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Whoever asked where I got my lamp, we got it from Meyer. Mandy is right to correct me. I
0: mean, I have that same lamp, and I got it from Walmart. <laughs> no, this is a Meyer exclusive. Oh, and wait, why? Hold on. Huh, for some... Oh, because you're in the moderator list. And there's also Guybrush, who is one of my dearest friends. Sorry, I almost forgot you. Because you were in the moderator list and not the regular list. Okay, anywho. I shouted a bot. Of course I did. Okay, so here's my next section, which will be society history. This, com- this first part comes from Ricky Rat. <coughs> well, you know, back in the day, even though Toontown was colorful and bustling with life, it was a boring place. I was created here many years ago and eventually got tired of it all. Town Hall is normally peaceful, other than complaints from Henry Horse, that old bag of nails nothing was ever going on so i decided to make life interesting for myself i opened up eccentrics where i would sell all sorts of gag gifts and toys from out of this world (laughs) some things were shocking others were just weird but i ended up getting a lot of attention from everyone some people loved it others like that loser henry horse protested went to town hall demanding my little shop go back to selling normal items But they deemed me harmless and I carried on. But things were still a bit boring so I decided to continue shaking the world up. That's when I found my new love. Pranking the other animals. Pranks started out with just putting buckets of water above doors to sending animals letters filled with confetti. But now I have moved on to bigger and better things. Oh, this world will be filled with the joy that I bring. This next section comes from Eric Eagle the mayor of Toontown. Well, it all started out as fun and games, but that little rat guy took things to a whole new level. Ricky Rat is, to say the least, a tiny Satan. He started out pranking animals in fun ways like buckets over the door and handshakes that shock you, but now it has escalated to a new level. He has been caught twice by Barry Bulldog and Franklin Ferret, the cops of this town, sneaking into animal houses animals' houses and shaving them while they sleep. He has faked kidnappings and robberies just for a cheap laugh. Ricky has been caught dressing in ridiculous costumes to get out of his crimes and even has defended himself in court a few times. He is a regular Ted Bundy if you ask me, a complete psychopath. Somehow this terror has dropped anvils on people's heads without causing serious injury. People have been sent to the hospital because of him, but they come out just fine, no thanks to him. He thinks he is extremely funny, but he is the only one laughing. He has specifically targeted his neighbor Henry Horse for some reason, even though the poor horse has done nothing wrong. Ricky terrorizes the fellow, even going as far as to replace every photo of Henry and his late wife with lewd photos of himself. We have tried and tried, <laughs> but we can't do any severe punishment hey, on that rat hey, because hey, wait, wait. Ricky always finds a loophole. What up Cody?
1: Is Ricky rat sending dick pics?
0: <laughs> you decide, Cody. I just laid out the law. You decide what happens. Okay,
1: there's the one problem, which how does anyone in this world know who Ted Bundy is?
0: Because now because they dick. because some of them are aware of the real world, so of course they know what Ted Bundy is.
1: Alright, okay, Jordan, this is a weird world for you, bud. This is a weird one. Yes, because
0: I told you, this is based off the weird cartoons that we used to watch. Ren and
1: Stimpy. Yeah, with Ted
0: Invaders, Bundy. Invader Zim, Ren and Stimpy, that stuff, that was all a nightmare.
1: How many dick pics were in Ren and God. Stimpy?
0: You know, I, honestly, I think there might have been one. To be honest, I think there might have been one. It's like Space Jam. Space Jam starring <laughs> Ted Bundy. <laughs> Ted Bunny, yes! Perfect. Ted Bunny. I love it. Oh, jeez. Okay. Anyways, I'm not finished with my world. Okay, so, um, we have tried and tried, but we can't do any severe punishments on that rat because Ricky always finds a loophole. We hide our fears from the outside world because... Their children find this Ricky entertaining, but they don't know what a horror it is to live in the same town as him. He once performed a science experiment that created an evil sentient blob that consumes anything it touches. But Ricky fixed it, and that has all been swept under the rug like all of his other crimes. He does something insane twice a week, as if we were following some kind of episodic format. This terror must be stopped before things get more out of hand than they already are. A message from our sponsors. Do you feel empty? Do you need a purpose for your miserable life? Well, now you can. You can help save the world from utter destruction. Vote Eric Eagle in the upcoming election and stop Ricky Rat from becoming mayor. So really quick, this cartoon will be in the format of 30-minute episodes with two stories happening each episode. Kind of like the old cartoons like SpongeBob and Invader Zim, like everything I'm referencing. Um, So two little snippets, one episode. Cartoon physics, of course, exists. Getting an anvil dropped on your head doesn't kill you, but it does injure you enough to send you to the hospital. And, of course, by the next episode or snippet, everything is back to normal. So, the animals witness time as normal in between episodes, but our world just sees it as another day. So, like, if you were watching a regular cartoon show. So, that's my part. Any questions,
1: Um... Nope, I don't have any questions. We I mean, live I feel in a like nightmare, our... and
0: I just wanted to express that to the people watching this. The world <laughs> is not real.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, apparently they know who Ted Bundy is, and they feel like it's Ted an appropriate Bunny. thing to talk to kids I, about.
0: I'm going to say Ted Bundy. That's the one I'm carrying That's
1: here. what you should have named Ricky Rat. <laughs> <This> <laughs> Ted, Ted Bundy. See, I
0: didn't think that far. Um, Gazarov is the one who said Ted Bundy, and I thank him eternally for that name because it's perfect. It's not. <laughs> Okay, go on.
1: Alright. Failure, repeated and infuriating failure, is a necessity to find and attend our school.
0: Oh, dude, your voice.
1: What happened to your voice? Do you smoke like a pack? Yeah, she's an old, old adventurer. She's like a Gandalf, but that traveled. Anyways... Becky, you know, I say like a Gandalf, but that traveled. Gandalf's name was the (laughs) Grey Pilgrim. Anyways, (laughs) and he smoked. Becky, the first master of dungeon school. Okay, okay, okay. Her name is Lysel the Shadow, and I guess she's actually a graduate of the dungeon school, and I guess she is also the worst. So, here is what happened. After I beat the Angler Cat, by myself, I might add, I creep further and further and further further through these ruins. It grows dark and quiet, but the path is clear and doesn't branch. The the ruins grow more solid and clean, like they haven't decayed as much. There's evidence of foot traffic, and finally, I found it. And her. There's Lysel, leaning against a towering and ornate wall. Well, good job. You found it. Clap, clap. I am dumb and like talking down to everyone. (laughs) I threw the glasses back at her and I was like, I don't need your help. I got here by myself. What do I need you for? And then she was like, I mean, you don't and I'm dumb after all. I just assumed you were dumber anyway, blah, blah. Then I was like, shut up and let me in. I found dungeon school, so let me in there. And then she was like, ha ha ha, ha 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 you're stupid, no one is stopping you, all you have to do is get through this giant door thing, watch me do it because I'm amazing. <laughs> this is oddly To Lysel's <laughs> credit, she was actually quite the acrobat. Scaling the ornate wall in front of us was not just a feat of climbing, it was also a puzzle and required some impressive jumps. As soon as she started to climb, the walls shifted and moved, pendulums started swinging, gears were turning. This thing was a clockwork of death. And of course, Liesl moves through it as easy as walking. She has this faintly glowing ghost rope that she throws onto various hitches and platforms, using it to climb up and throw her way to the very top, where she slides through the tiniest hole up there. This is so stupid, right? If I can get through the wall, what is the point of even going to school? But hey, what choice do I have? I get ready, all right? I dig through my backpack and I start getting out all the stuff that might help. My slowish falling boots, my rings of grip, and my bracers of big biceps. (laughs) The bracers of big biceps are an important magical object. (laughs) You put I'm, them on, then you get huge biceps. Dude,
0: and it's not even like you gain more muscle, your biceps just expand like just balloons. Huge. Like, it's like it's like not like you're stronger, it's, it's just pop. big biceps. Dude, I need to put that into a campaign. That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the good news is all of this stuff should make the climb way easier. <laughs> the bad news is the climb was still it's... really, 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 really hard. And then this is, like, again, a little bit later, so there's, like, a space in the diary. So, ouch, that hurt, like, a lot, and over and over and over again. I wish my boots were of slow falling, not of slow-ish falling. These darn knockoff brand slow fall boots, more like boots of you're still going to get hurt. You just might not die while falling. But I never get up, because, of course, I am a boss. But <laughs> eventually, I make it through that tiny little window. It only took me, like, dozens or hundreds of tries. But when I finally shuffle through the narrow entrance, what I find takes my breath away. That's the end of my section.
0: Sorry, chat. It's fine, Cody. Like, seriously, I was all nervous. Like, I want this to go perfect. It went perfect last time, and now we are crashing, like, every 15 minutes, and it's killing me. <laughs> so, I yeah, I've got nothing to say. I enjoy. I once again enjoy how there's literally no world building. I I love this, Cody, because
1: how is there no world building? I've established that there's magic items. Yeah, there are um walls that are hard to climb. There is one other human being, and there are angler cats. It's quite a lot of world building.
0: If you read (laughs) between the lines i just also want to shout out to my dear friend christina who's watching this and it is your fault indeed that our scream stream keeps freezing because apparently every time her baby cries is when the screen stream freezes so that's it's yours too Cody. but yeah no great world building i'm excited i'm excited for next week to see you flail during um sentient being world
1: oh that'll be fine yeah
0: i'm excited uh um, we are now to the last section. So this will be where we talk about where society, society, society is at currently and kind of, you know, we're going to close it up soon. Well, at least the world building. And then as it's been being posted throughout, there's going to be a Q and A section at the end and you guys can ask whatever you want. And yeah, so I'm going to my last section. Cody, you have anything to say before I do?
1: No, no, I'm good. Knock yourself out. Close enough. Okay, Kill the mouse. That's all yeah. I have to say. Okay, so the
0: show has very loose arcs, and now currently they are in the arc of Ricky Rat running for mayor. So episodes run as normal with Ricky pranking a neighbor and hilarity ensuing, but there is a through line of Ricky terrorizing people into voting for him. And this first part comes from, of course, the rat himself. Everyone – oh, gosh, my voice just – I didn't do the right voice. Everyone <laughs> – there we go. Everyone says that they don't like my pranks. But I can see it behind their eyes. Everyone loves them. Yes, that rube Henry horse has been put in a full body cast multiple times, but he is always fine by the end of the week. Everyone just goes back to normal. That's why I want to run for mayor so I can spread my type of fun to the world. The children get the idea as they have been buying my eccentric gifts up. Soon it will be law that you have to prank your neighbor. I will never be stopped. Soon the town will realize things aren't so boring with me in charge. This next part comes from Henry Horse. This is my short section, of course. Animals. We must resist. If, and just if, Ricky makes it into office, that could mean the end of Toontown as we know it. Most animals are against him, but it seems like every day he terrorizes a different animal into voting for him. Eric Eagle is losing ground and Ricky is quickly gaining. Do you animals know what it feels like to have your skull shattered because an anvil fell on your head? Or know the pain of having every bone in your body break because he rolled a piano over you? Soon everyone will know. No one is safe. Not your children, not your parents, not your grandparents. The rat is infecting the minds of everyone around him and soon they will be acting just like him. We must resist and push back. Sign petitions to stop his campaign. Hell, even sabotage him. The rat must be stopped at all costs. I think he has realized that we can't leave Toontown and that we are here for entertainment purposes. But we can live peaceful lives without his brand of terror. Toontown can exist without the terror of Ricky Rat. A message from our sponsors. Do you like jokes? Do you like the feel of blowing up your neighbor without any consequences? Well, then vote Ricky Rat and help him expand his prank store, eccentrics to the rest of the town. And yes, kids, please try this at home. And that's my world. Society uh, society is currently split into two factions. Those trying to make sure Ricky never makes it into office, and there are those who follow Ricky. Most of the followers of Ricky were bullied into it, but then children really like his brand of humor and thus become apprentices of him. The resistance is strong, on the other hand, trying their best to make sure Ricky is put in check, even if this, this means sabotaging him. This cartoon world would only get reputation uh, recognition for its absurdist episodes and humor of seeing what the Ratman will do next. So this show would be pure dopamine for children, it would be full of mind-numbing colors, and then Ricky does something absurd um, with no consequences. Children would love it, and its qualities... But adults, on the other hand, will wonder, why do I let my kids watch this?
1: <laughs> and that's my entire world. Uh, all right. I liked it. I liked the little bit of, of a cliffhanger, you know? Yeah, dude. It makes me want to watch the next season of Will Ricky Rat continue to like, terrorize little cute animals? Yeah.
0: And <laughs> punish every Horse for no reason. Because <laughs> well, like, I was thinking it. along the lines of like Squidward, how like Squidward's just trying to mind his own business, and SpongeBob terrorizes Squidward <laughs> to no end. And I was kind of thinking about that whole thing. It's like there's always that one character who does nothing wrong; it just gets completely destroyed episode by episode.
1: All right, Jordan, you ready? Look, fine. Format I'm West. not creative, apparently, guys. Jeez. What? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm
0: not... Everybody's like, oh yeah, Toontown is from this and this. It's like, fine fine.
1: Well, there was like an MMO called Toontown. Yeah,
0: yeah, no. It's also um, that old Disney MMO is what someone it,
1: said. It was really bad, so you made something better. A nightmare Toontown is better than the oh, MMO yeah. Toontown.
0: Oh, yeah. Welcome to hell. You can never escape. Although,
1: I'm pretty sure you could drop anvils on people in Toontown. It's just a terrifying thought. You will literally shatter
0: someone's skull.
1: Yeah, I mean, usually you see that in cartoons. And Their just heads are blood would
0: like, splatter everywhere. It just be like, up. the first time it happens, it's like, oh my god!
1: all right jordan you ready for this okay fine don't answer me yeah i'm I'm ready i'm ready welcome friends this school will be your home as long as you need to learn but most importantly your fellow students and teachers will be your family together we learn to overcome challenges learn from mistakes and of course gain that loot enjoy your time here at dungeon school Becky, the first master of dungeon school. Well, I've been here for like a week, and it is perfect. When I was at home, we took lessons on fish netting and how to gather fruit that was safe to eat. Is that making fish
0: nets to wear
1: outside, like, you know, like prostitutes? Well, Jordan, first of all, you can wear fish nets and not be a prostitute. And I mean, yeah, so does every
0: ninja in Naruto. They wear fish nets without being
1: prostitutes. It's kind of fun. Wait, what? I don't, never mind, never mind. Never mind. Every
0: character in Naruto wears fishnets. Watch Naruto. Naruto does not wear fishnets. Look, Okay, I'm going to sh- send you a picture and tell me that he doesn't wear fishnets. Continue.
1: Just because he's wearing something with a crosshatch pattern does not mean That is fishnets.
0: definitely fishnet. Continue. Okay, we don't need to argue about this. <laughs> we do need to argue about
1: Naruto's sexiness. So, <laughs> and how to gather fruit that was safe to eat. But, do you want to know what fruit... Is safe to eat in the land I'm from. All of the fruit. My first day at dungeon school, I took four classes: ancient sorcery 101, intro to skeletal defense, Trappistry, and advanced axoning. So you know, I learned how to shoot spells, fight skeletons, disarm traps, and how to chop monsters with axes. It was Murderous the best. Spawn. It is only in cartoons, though. <laughs> the school itself is weird. It's all underground in an old dungeon that some old lady named Becky found. Like me and the other students here, she wanted to explore, find danger, and then punch that danger. Eventually, after she did that for years, she decided to help other people that wanted to do the same. She took the best dungeon she ever found, built a wall that potential students would have to best to gain access, and sent out rumors to all the young adventurers of this new school. She also sought out the other adventurers she had met throughout her life to become teachers. And the rest is history. So, now here I am, a first-year student, trying to master skills and make friends so one day I can become an expert Dungeoneer. At dungeon school, there are really no tests, but I found out you cannot get out the way that you came in. The only way to graduate is to clear the dungeon. Each level down is another tier of skills to be mastered until you've learned all there is to learn. And then, boom, you're out in the world as a master Dungeoneer. Dungeon School has become more than just a place for the next generation of adventurers to learn. It's also become a haven for the outlaw adventurers that want to explore the lands that lie beyond the land, the land I'm from, which is how I met Lizel the Shadow. She is kind of famous. Apparently, she's one of the best Dungeoneers ever, like I care. One day, though... I'm gonna enter a dungeon diving duel with her, and I'm gonna crush her. But <laughs> I have a long way to go until then. That's cute. I would. I so would watch the heck out
0: of that. Probably not so because I, I don't
1: watch anything anymore. But I will. I watch wanted the heck to out set up this thing where she has like a Gary like um, rival. Yeah, you, you want know, but it's like Pokemon, very one-sided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like I'm gonna. My whole quest is to destroy you, and it's like, what? I don't really care. Like, I,
0: I know really know hope me? that she's the Gary, and it's like. One of those things again where it's just like, wait, am I the bad guy? Oh crap, well, I'm the bad guy.
1: It's more like if you were 20 and then this person was like, "I'm gonna beat you at your own game and it's like, I don't care. You know, but I know, you know a like, person who does that to me right <laughs> What that like is obsessed with crushing you? Yeah,
0: it's weird. who who is i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mention it's not anybody on stream but like if this person does watch it's gonna be really awkward (laughs) they're gonna know by this description who they are
1: (laughs) no they won't they won't they don't know the error in the ways it's fine um but yeah so then aside from that this is a dungeon that like each the further you go down into the dungeon eventually there's an exit but you just have to clear all the floors of the dungeon And there are teachers there to help you do that, but that's really the only test It's just if you can escape. But the upper levels of the dungeon are, like, a gathering place for people that have already done this and for whom clearing this dungeon has become trivial. So, like, every time they leave, they have to clear the dungeon to get out because you can't get out through the door. But after you've done it 30 times, it's like, who cares, I can just run through it. So yeah, that's my world. Uh, I, I liked it. It's,
0: I honestly, I think for the modern day cartoons, it would definitely fulfill like what it needs to because it, it's like you said, a lot of Adventure Time mixed in with like Gravity Falls and stuff like that. So I, I really like it. I, I enjoy this, and I'm excited for what we actually do real stories. But we'll get to that. Like talk about that in a little bit.
1: Um, that's not fishnets, Jordan. That is, that is total-
0: not. Fishnets. I typed in fishnets, and it came up, didn't it?
1: I don't know, just,
0: no. Okay, fine, he's then, what's, fish then nets. what are fishnets? Then what Then what are fishnets if that's not fishnets?
1: Okay, you know what, one of these guys is wearing fishnets because you can see through it. But if he's wearing a shirt that just has a crosshatch, you know what, no. Okay, I'm going to send you a picture of these fishnets and tell me that I'm wrong. Okay, you know I'm not going to post seeming, it on my own chat. I'm not going these to. These are seeming a lot more like fishnets now. Yes, Cody,
0: I'm it. right. You're wrong. I have to crush
1: Why you. Why do they all wear fishnets?
0: That's exactly what I was trying to get at and you told me I was wrong.
1: You told I'm me. very confused by these narratives. Anyways,
0: fishnets. we're going to do our question our Q&A session really quick. So, I
1: have one big question. Why is he wearing fishnets?
0: Cody, you said I was wrong, so I'm wrong.
1: Well, apparently you're not. So,
0: okay, so first, I wouldn't know cuz you've said this multiple times. Why do you hate world building and not think world building is necessary?
1: Um, that's my question to you. Generally, I think of it as a necessary evil, so um In, And I know this is, like, whatever. I suggested this topic for this podcast in general. But I don't dislike world building. I dislike world building as a good of its own that doesn't support anything beyond, look at this big world I can create. So when you read a story, to me, world building should be effortless. It should be the result of telling a story in this world, not like an exposition dump of all this, like, stuff that the author finds interesting to tell me. Yeah. Like, to me, it's very rare that the world itself is a compelling story. Usually you have to put a person in there doing something, and the world then is just the vessel for that interesting story. But the problem is I think sometimes that can get exaggerated to where it's like people feel like they have to, right? Like when you read especially science fiction or fantasy, it's like, oh, I have to pack in all this stuff in order for the world to feel full and rich and original. And a lot of times I find it distracting and annoying, not beneficial to the story. Okay. So that's why I hate world building. Because yeah. I like it. It just needs to be done effortlessly. It can't feel like this is the section where the author crams world building down your throat. I mean, but that's what this whole entire
0: podcast is, is cramming world building directly down a person's throat. It's like, hey, well, you now- like world building? I don't care if you don't. <laughs>
1: That's that's why I. Uh, that's, that's why, why you I write... just write stories. <laughs> that is why I write stories that are meant to illuminate something about my world. Illumination. And so I'm gonna go and
0: ask one of the questions that was posed on the chat, which is, what's your favorite book or movie from a genre you don't normally like? Ooh, that one's tough. I will go with um, rom coms. Definitely, maybe.
1: I really enjoyed. Shoot. Man, I, I need to think on that for like one second. I haven't read I, a lot of books that aren't in genres that I like. I think is the problem. Wait, um, is it book or movie? It's book or movie. That's why I
0: said the rom com with definitely maybe. I, oh okay. I will say <laughs>
1: Hmm.
0: I can't think of yeah, I don't usually read books outside of my the genres I like.
1: Yeah, I think Wonder Woman would probably be like I really was expecting to hate that movie um as it is like a i would say like the kind of dc grimdark you know what i mean like it was it's you know we did did that episode i don't know if it's posted yet where we did like a gritty reboot Yeah, that'll be next week and in some ways wonder woman was a gritty reboot that i was expecting to not like and it turned out to be great so that's just because it wasn't the dc norms and it wasn't Zack snyder who sucks
0: I will well, definitely yeah, and that's be true. the like one of the millions, not the first to say, but one of the millions
1: to say that Zack, Knight, Zack Snyder sucks. Well, right, and and I mean, I don't know. It like fit the style though of the DC movies. Like it looked like a DC movie. It looked Zach Snydery in yeah, some way. Yeah, it,
0: it had that normal navy blue undertone in some of the. Right. Scenes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. But I just thought that it it had a better message, and and the the story ended up being more uplifting. And yeah favored humanity a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I know. And we talk about that on our episode coming out next week, so go and check that out. Um, oh, and then the other question was something you already answered, which was, where did Cody get that lamp?
1: <laughs> oh, I got it from Meyer, apparently. <laughs> also, someone just... Who's Gazar Is Gazeroth someone I know? Yeah, is someone, someone you know. Can you tell me who it is, or is that like defeat the purpose of being named Gazeroth? I think it defeats the purpose, but um, if he doesn't mind... It's, Let me know if you mind being outed or not. Well, Gazzaroth, here's here's the point. So I I agree that the end of Wonder Woman was like a little weird. And at the end, it just kind of turned into a big CG fight scene. But what I liked about the end of Wonder Woman is that she was on this murder quest where she's like, I have to go murder this guy. It's like war, right? I'm trying to remember now. It's been a while. Yeah. It was Ares, right? Yeah, Ares. And she's like, if I kill Ares, that'll just stop war from happening. And then she kills Ares, and it doesn't stop war because that's not how it works. Like, there honestly, are still people that have you malicious could just intent. You can just
0: play God of War 1
1: and have the same theme. <laughs> but then I'd have to play God of War 1, and I don't really think I want to. I mean, yeah, I honestly, one thing... Actually, what
0: what is... Actually, this is a question I'm just going to do on the spot. What is a common trope or something that you absolutely hate in movies? A common, a common trope? trope. So, uh, mine—the well, thing I hate, just because it was mentioned—is the power of love conquers all. I hate that. The one moment in um, Sword Art Online that I absolutely hate, and I always break bring this up is the fact that the only reason he was able to defeat the villain was because of the power of love he gets stabbed through the chest he should have died but it's like no i love her so much ah random power from nowhere and i hate when they i hate when they write themselves in the corner and it's like um um, i'm love
1: i guess i would say that's one of those things that is like you're plan- your- you're you're playing with fire when you do that you know what i mean yeah it can be done well and there have been times when it's done well because the end of harry potter was kind of power of love wins that that's fine um but and it's 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 a common trope right like that that is a trope that comes up time and time again especially in like fantasy and especially in young adult fantasy where like writing a real end could be difficult or brutal where it's like, well, now you have to murder that person. It's It's like, well, Harry Potter doesn't want to murder someone, you know? Um, so I think it could be done well to me. What is more important is that the emotional, the emotional beat feels like it's built up to in a way that makes sense. So if you're going along through your story, then all of a sudden you're like power of love and everything's fine. That's clumsy. But if like, love being a force to be reckoned with is a theme throughout the entire story, Yeah, then I'm fine with it. it and, makes the, sense, and that was kind of happened.
0: with Harry Potter, where it was, a for- yeah. it was yeah. established as a force to be reckoned with. And I'm not talking about, like, a because par- the whole Harry Potter thing was a parent's love for a child. I think that's fine. But I'm talking about when it's like, especially in some of these things where it's like, you've only known this person for, like, a month. I love them. I am, like, super strong because of
1: them. I, I hate yeah. that. I um, mean, to me, SAO is a great example of doing it wrong. Yes. Um, to me, an example of doing it right would be Steven Universe um, oh or Kubo and the Two Strings. Honestly, yeah. the end of I mean, that is the power of love. power of love of parents and power of love of just, you know, society. Having a family, yeah. yeah like just be, being in a group of people that all care I mean, about Kubo you. Kubo was freaking beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, that that's entirely that ending. So I, I think it's all an execution. Um, but for me, if I had one... I watched uh, Captain America Civil War, I think, on Monday or Tuesday. Mandy is that will Power be able of t- No, no, no. Oh, this is my sorry, trope that I hate. Trope, okay. this, is, this, this is the trope that I hate, is when the plot could be fixed by having a conversation that lasts two minutes that adults should be able to have. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Which... I like rom coms and that is like that is is the main
0: theme of rom coms yeah. and especially like especially things dealing with kids and being friends, like they do it's like you could just talk to that friend and everything'd be fine, but it's like no, let's just like hate right. each other for a scene because of this one misunderstanding.
1: Yeah, and and, and in, in Captain America's Civil War, it was very much they need to get to the punch part of the movie where all the characters punch each other, so they're like, Screw talking, we punch now. And it's like, but this is stupid. Come on. That's it's like my most that's like the Marvel movie that I have like the biggest love-hate relationship with. Yeah. Where all the emotions and the acting is really good and the fights are really cool, and then you think for a second about what's happening, and you're like, what the frick is happening? This is stupid. <laughs> <All> <laughs> but,
0: right, um, yeah. Really quick, two that I saw in chat is the um Caramelli hates the trope of a perfect woman, which you know that comes up a bunch. And then Guybrush Also hates women in refrigerators, which is fridging or the trope of killing off a female character in order to motivate a male character. Uh, And which I also hate that too. Yeah. But they did that. I'm not gonna no spoilers, but they did that in something I recently played and/or watched, and it made me so mad because the character was already motivated because it's like, oh, we have to save the world. He was already motivated, but they killed off the female character for. Just just for that, like, extra little punch. And I hated it. I hated it yeah. so much.
1: I, I can see that. That is a frustrating thing that happens, for sure.
0: I was trying to show off my shirt, but I just ended up showing my chest.
1: <laughs> no, it, looked, it didn't look clumsy at all on the chat. It's fine. Gonna, once again, I'm
0: shirt. wearing my JoJo shirt. Diamond is Unbreakable. And that will go to the next question of what are, like, three things that you would recommend? So movie, TV show, book. What... And like they, and I guess one stipulation is one that has good world building, but it can just be three things. And just if you need a fourth, to name one that has good world building, name that. But three things that you would recommend. I'm good at these questions.
1: Jordan, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first?
0: I'm gonna let you go first because I keep going first.
1: Okay. So uh, the movie I was gonna say that a this. specific nod at good world building would be uh, Mad Max: Fury Road. Which, again, we, we talk, we're gonna, we'll have talked about on the next episode that's coming out, I think. Yes. Um, but when I talked before about why I don't like world building and how it can be done well, that to me was effortless world building. You can learn things about the culture and about the setting, but they never tell you them. You just see them throughout the story. Um, and there's just tons of little moments that are really cool that way, and it makes the world feel very alive. And it's, I think, because they don't have to, like, take you on a tour through their world. You can just learn it by seeing the way people act. Yeah. And I really liked that. Um, A TV series with interesting world building. I'm going to go Steven Universe on this one just because it influences so much of what I write. I, I love worlds where there is something buried underneath of you that is mysterious. Which is why dungeons always seem to come up in everything that I write because I like the idea of exploring forgotten history, and that is a big theme in Steven Universe. So they go on these adventures through these old caves and tunnels that are always juxtaposed next to something very commonplace. So they live in this tiny little town, which is really, what would be the word, pedestrian, and then they go on these very uh, high fantasy adventures through interesting environments. So I, I like that juxtaposition, and I like the idea of something mysterious and magical being very close and just underneath the surface and then a book series with good world building okay so there's two the first one would be mistborn or the whole mistborn like eight books now technically that are in that series by brandon sanderson um, he is the opposite of what I like in world building. He's detail oriented. He writes very long, complicated, unnecessary magic systems, but he does a really good job at it, so I enjoy them. And um, shoot, sorry, lost my train of thought. I don't remember what the other book series I was going to call out is, it's, so never mind. Fine. Okay,
0: so movie, you stole you kind of stole mine, but that's fine. Um, just because I just watched it and I loved it to death, I'm gonna go just straight in and say, um, Kubo and the Two Strings, I would recommend to no end, because it's great world betting, it's, they do the, like, whole Feudal Japan thing, and I love it, (laughs) you can go, you can't go wrong with Feudal Japan, um, shows, of course, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, (laughs) (laughs) um but also one punch man because they do a very interesting take on the whole superhero thing and because it's the whole idea of superman how can we care about superman because he's pretty much unbeatable he only has one weakness he can shoot lasers out of his eyes he can breathe ice. he can fly at the speed of light he can run at the speed of light he's invincible but then you get one punch man follows that same theme of someone who's pretty much perfect he's reached the highest level and it kind of goes through a little bit of his like crisis of oh i'm already strong (laughs) there's no one who could ever match me and it is just like it forms a good story around that whole idea of basically having superman or goku and just like an everyday slice of life with him and it's just it's funny it's clever it's just it's really great, but then also JoJo's Bizarre Adventures because flamboyant, sexy men fighting. <laughs> <laughs> They're racing across America to find Jesus Christ. It's great. Um, and then for book one, that is actually going to be the answer for the next question that was asked, was is um, Howl's Moving Castle? I would say it was great world building and just a just fun, cute, and exciting um fantasy book and i can talk for hours on horror but they're not really great world building necessarily so like i wouldn't say it is good world building necessarily um i think he built the town of Derry really well but rest of it is kind of just vague
1: yeah i don't know i wouldn't it,
0: say it, the book my favorite horror book the head uh, the head full of ghost i wouldn't say that is necessarily good world building because it's just earth <laughs> um but yeah so um oh and anthony sorry Gazroff <laughs> throughout
1: <laughs> we made this whole big stink about how you're not supposed right? to tell
0: me who this is Gazroff threw out later. that trigun he said what about trigun i would say trigun is fun
1: uh I like trigun for the the reason of history that is buried you know i I like how mysterious it is and that there is like these spaceships that people have forgotten are spaceships. I, I really like that, actually. Um, and then the
0: next question that was thrown, but I'll have to think of another book, is um, what is your favorite
1: one-off novel? Ooh, I have a good answer for this. Go ahead. Um, it's, it's a novel I read, like, um, I think it was three or four months ago. It's called Reincarnation Blues. Yeah, I need to read that, actually. So it right. is great. It is a super good story. There is almost no world building and nothing is explained. I love it. Yeah, it's your favorite type of book. The rules are made up and don't matter because the, the point of it is a guy learning to live a perfect life through many lifetimes and
0: <laughs> it is a
1: beautiful story and it's a nice love story, which I appreciate because I like love stories. So, Okay, I like that. Um, And then... Oh, yeah, me.
0: Um, I'll, I can't really think of one off the top of my head, but I'll just go throw out the one I was just talking about, A Head Full of Ghosts. It's it's a horror book, but it's, well, more psychological thriller. It's basically this, um, it's from the point of view of this girl who is growing up with a sister who is going through, like, fu- who finds out and is going through schizophrenia. And it's just, it's really good. It's very... It's dark and it's twisted towards the end, but I really enjoyed it for the like fact that it was there were some really thrilling points in it. Oh, Caramelli throws out The Girl with All the Gifts, which is zombies. It's actually really, really fantastic. You should read it.
1: Oh, I've never heard of that. I'll have to put that um, on a list of books that eventually I will get to. Yeah, I also have the same list,
0: which is now just turning <laughs> in my books on tape list. <laughs> because I just can't really... Like, I don't have much time to sit down and read. Um. Okay, and another question for you is, was there ever a world that you gave up on or changed halfway through? And I'm talking about writing for the show now. Oh! Um, man, I gotta think about that one, too. Okay, then I'll go first. Is actually the one that I just wrote for the next episode, which is a sentient being world. I started out trying to go for, like, kind of a dark, like, annihilation-type twist to it, and I was like... I don't like this. I basically already did this in episode 3. I'm going to restart this because it sucks. <laughs> um, and I took the same I took the same idea but did a different tone that's not dark and I think I like where it is, but it needs a little work. Oh shoot. Jordan, I was vamping for
1: you, dude. No, no. I just you were vamping and now I think we're I think we might be doing almost the exact same world next week. <laughs> I um, I don't
0: think so. I think we'll be fine.
1: Uh, based on what anyways doesn't Does matter yours we'll find have, out next
0: like scientists fighting dragons I don't think so
1: N- no but well I guess it won't now <laughs> um, I was like well ooh, ooh, gotta rewrite that scratch scratch scratch. so scratch, scratch, there was one world that I ended up almost completely rewi- rewriting and that rewriting. was what yes we're just gonna let you sit on that one <laughs> look okay I put too much diversity in the world you and gotta brands. rewrite that world <laughs> Uh, Make no. America great again. Rewrite
0: the world. Done. <laughs> We're done, guys. Good night, everybody. Have a good night.
1: No, it was the it, What Happens After You Die. I. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I initially envis- envisioned that as a long conversation between death and a guy that had just died at a cafe. I'm and glad
0: it, you didn't because that would have even been remotely world shop.
1: Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. And what I wrote hardly was world shop. And... More importantly, what I found out is I am not nearly um, profound enough to write a conversation between the recently deceased and death. So, turns out I have nothing to say on the topic of death that's interesting, unfortunately. Okay, um, yeah, and rewriting
0: is the new word for whitewashing. Um, okay, so other <laughs> than Dolphin World, Cody, other than Dolphin World, what is the your least favorite world that you built?
1: Ooh... I don't know. I didn't really even hate Dolphin World that much. Yeah, but you've done um, like three things with it because you're trying to make up for the past. <laughs> the Dolphins I had think, thumbs! What in the world? I think you hated Dolphin World. I think the Mansers were pretty bad. I loved Manser World, even though you um, for
0: Video Game World, you took my idea and were like, no, 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 no. I'm going to make it Mansers instead.
1: I don't know. I just I I feel like the Manser World had potential and I just squandered it. You know, that was one of those worlds that I think I, like, had something there. Gazroff And then was I was just Dark like, no, I ran out of time. John, write some trash.
0: <laughs> That's what happens. No, um, Gazroff said that he liked Dark Dolphin World. Um, Dark Dolphin World was pretty good. Ooh, I, I liked good
1: regular Dolphin. Dolphin World. I was okay with it. You're the one that hated it.
0: Yeah. Um, My least favorite world, I would say, I didn't know the episode, too. It's episode... I think it's either four or five, and it was the cluster world, the like, planets all clustered. It's the one where oh, I just couldn't yeah. figure out a good idea to do with it, and I just end up making something that I just wasn't passionate about in the least bit. Like, most of my worlds, I am 100% passionate about them. Like, Dragon World was amazing, and that's one of my favorites snake world was i was definitely trying too hard but i wouldn't say it's in my least favorite it's one that i was trying too hard and i'm glad that i got to redo that prompt but um yeah i would definitely say the cluster world is the one that i'm the most disappointed in oh also our first world sucked well yeah that's because we were improving them so
1: yeah that was we're, a mistake and we
0: learned that we're not good at improving, so so oh, wow. well
1: you're not i mean i think i'm talented. okay anyways
0: I and you know what I'm not even gonna, like take offense to that because I know for a fact I'm not good at improving like that because <laughs> I I did not do good I was flailing that whole episode and I'm glad that we did that just to see that it doesn't work well I, I don't was, work with it
1: <laughs> I was recently listening to someone give advice for podcasts like new podcasts what to do and they're like throw away your first episode always and I'm yeah. like. We uploaded that trash. <laughs> no, and the thing that I love was I was like reading one thing. It's like the
0: first podcast that you make is don't expect it to be pure gold. And I like, I don't think this. Is, I like what I'm doing with this, but I don't think it's pure gold. I love it, but it's not gold, and it can definitely get better. And we're definitely going to be trying like different things in the future. Um, one is what is the worst movie that you love to watch the most?
1: Ooh, um, that's, that's a good that's, world. That that's a good that's a good question. That is a very Speed, good
0: question. I'm going to have to
1: think about that. Speed Racer is way up there for me. Oh, I Lord. love Speed Racer. It's oh, a perfect I have mine. movie. Um, um yeah, go. No, sorry. That, I think that's it for me is Speed um, Racer. mine is The
0: Mummy 3: Return of the Dragon Emperor. It's <laughs> so bad.
1: It I is haven't seen the it yet. worst
0: movie that I ha- like it's the worst movie I enjoy, but I have watched that I think probably 5 times. And when I see oh, it on right. when I used to see it on TV, I'm like, no, 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 no! I have to sit down and watch the whole thing.
1: No, I'm sorry, I lied in my answer. What's and your answer? If my wife is still watching this, she's gonna be upset at me. It's 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 Showgirls. We watch Showgirls. Oh my so god! Much. You watch <laughs> Showgirls a bunch, Jordan. Oh, you also like Fifty ruined? Shades of
0: Grey. No, you can't talk. You like Fifty Shades... Oh, and The Room. The Room is okay. also
1: another bad one. So, all right. Now there's a list of these that I forgot about. One, I have watched The Room many times. I think we've watched Showgirls at this point more. Oh, my God, um, dude. you watch Showgirls. I have seen all of Fifty Shades of Grey, and it is hilarious. You, you watched Twilight while your wife was in labor. That is absolutely true. I have watched the whole Twilight saga like... 10 times i don't know why it's just sometimes i'm like you know what i want twilight and I while your and like, wife was in
0: labor you watched twilight i just I, want I everybody to know this i did
1: and i just want everyone to also know that my wife was in labor for like 36 hours yeah so it's not as bad as i'm making it out to be but it well it bad. seems like it's i terrible. should have been doing something more but man at some point it's like she was laying there on a lot of painkillers just waiting for something to happen. And I was just sitting there next to her watching Twilight. Um, um, yeah, no, but someone just said something about Showgirls. Yes, I just want to say that's a movie that ruins boobs. Yeah. By the end of that movie, you're just like, I'm done with female nudity altogether. It's the worst. Because <laughs> it's so much. And it's all so gross. Like, holy crap. For a movie that's supposed to be about, like, this is how you sexy dance... I have never seen more awkward dancing. And I've seen myself dance. I'm just saying I think I yeah, can dance but more seductively. You, you've than seen me, me
0: dance. I, I kill it every time.
1: I think I've only ever seen you dance like one time. At your wedding for a very long yeah. time. The
0: whole start to finish I was dancing.
1: Yeah, right? Because my wedding was fun. I, you know, the DJ came up to me
0: afterwards and was like, thank you for making my job easy. Like, he literally said that he's like, <laughs> seriously, he's like, you had so much energy. You made my job so easy. I'm like, oh, well, thank you.
1: Our DJ was nice. I yeah, no, he him. was a really he cool guy.
0: A guy. Um, Anthony said, you know what movie ruins female nudity? Teeth. That is okay. also another movie I have seen three times for reasons.
1: I like, I think Teeth is a solid it film. It's rough,
0: dude. It's rough. It's
1: so I guess, rough. like, I'm just not that grossed out by it, so it just doesn't bother me that much.
0: Dude, it's I don't rough. know. It's it's not that it, it's just it's rough. I will just say that about that. It's just very rough. Um, the, t-
1: the the subject matter is a little heavy, but you
0: okay. know. Um. Very quick. Another question is: What worlds that your co host have done? Wait, what are worlds that your co-hosts have done that stand out to you as good or stand out to you as very bad? Ooh. Well, I'm scared of this one. You can you can definitely. Do you want to go first? Ooh. I have mine loaded so. Uh yeah, go for it. Okay. The one that stood out to me as very good, the two. There are two that I really want to write in and that I just love from the bottom of my heart. The breath was just so fantastic. I
1: liked the breath.
0: And that's episode two, if anybody wants to get to check that out, the breath is so great. And then the um the second one that stood out to me that you did was the Supernatural World, your um detect like your buddy cop drama in like <laughs> super Supernatural world was so good. And that was such a fun episode to do. And actually all around, I think all of the worlds were really fun in that episode. Um The other Okay, and then for a guest episode, because I'll do this as a guest because we have two of our guests. I really did enjoy Mandy's um Mandy's Disney World. I would love to do a one shot in that or a campaign. I don't care which one. We have to do that. And then the other guest episode um I really enjoyed mel's um she just ruined it the mon- the monarch and butterfly world was really fun when we did the three Oh races. yeah yeah um okay and cody i gave you i i vamped enough
1: for you right yeah no you didn't sort of okay so, i can talk oh, more if you no need no to no, no i was gonna say a world that stood out to me for you was um the space opera world whose name escapes me um, um starboard
0: was the yes was the
1: name of the title of the story Starboard I thought was really good. I enjoyed that one a lot. And then um, a world that I think – I'm, I'm like, like, looking at a list. I, like, really cannot think of a world that I thought was bad of yours. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard. I don't really know. Only because, like, I don't like dolphins. But, like, that's – Dolphin World is really the only other one I can think of that I was just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a world for you that I've had, that's ever struck me as being bad. Like, Snake and this, World. Snake World is the one that I am very disappointed in. Oh, you know what? Okay, this is going to be a little bit mean, go but just it. hear me out. Go, go. I think that Dragon World drug on a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, that's true.
0: I wrote like six or seven pages.
1: That one was long. It wasn't bad. It was just, it, it hit a point where we actually did talk about business dragons. And I'm like, <laughs> So, you know, I mean I I'm like I said I wrote this, I wrote
0: about dragon. 7 pages for that one. And that's another one yeah. like starting out, I would literally just sit down and just start typing and typing and typing and typing and typing and then it's like, "Oh crap, I don't think I ever tied this up." Type 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 done. So, and that oh. actually is
1: a good question for what what are you going to say? No, okay, I figured out which one was a disappointment. Um the horror my my nightmare world where you wrote a world that I would want to live in. Oh. <laughs>
0: You made me so bad during that episode. I was
1: so upset. <laughs> You're like, it's your nightmare world. Actually, you volunteer honestly, to help children do technical skills. Like, Jordan, that's my life. Like, that's what actually, I do. Actually, your, your nightmare world for
0: me, the nightmare man, was basically just Freddy Krueger.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, it was That, that, was, that was better. <laughs>
0: Why do we have Gazareth? What did Gazareth do? I don't like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, the question I was gonna ask, like, for writing these worlds, what is your process? And we're, we'll tie it up in the next like ten minutes. By the way, we're gonna end at ten.
1: Um. So, for me, I think my process is, and I've like joked with you about this, and you gave me grief about it. But I definitely think I do like discovery writing.
0: <laughs> I'm a which discovery is, writer. <laughs> <which> <laughs> pour all my say, mustache. I, and
1: smoke I my don't bite. have an outline, and I don't have like a lot of direction. So for the I audience,
0: just, what is a discovery writer? In case anyone knows.
1: Uh well, okay. So discovery writing, which this ends up sounding real pretentious, and I'm not saying I'm a great writer or anything, but. It's the notion of you start writing a story without a plan. So a lot of times when you write a story, you make like an outline or you have like beats that you're trying to hit or like plots that you're trying to, you know, fit in or whatever. When you discovery write, you just start out with like, there's a boy lost in the woods. And then you just write the story. as it So comes you're Zach
0: you. Snyder. <laughs>
1: uh, I think that's giving me too much credit. When um, he Literally, he picks a scene and then writes a movie around it. Well, right, at least he has some place to write towards, you know. But for for me like a good example of this would be the supernatural world where I went I'm going to write a world about a detective, right, in the supernatural because I like Hellboy and Dylan Dog and all these other paranormal detective. I love paranormal detective stuff. Yeah, and I, I and, loved it. And then I just didn't do that because, you know, I like I started out this thing with like a sleepy town um, near old woods, and then I wrote a, like this little scene about a woman hunting, and then yeah, it's just like it didn't ever become that when I was writing it. That's just not what ended up happening. Um, so that that's kind of what I mean, where it's just, it, and this is why I think I have so many yellow card worlds. Is I start writing, and then it just kind of whatever I write is what I get, and yeah, sometimes yeah. it's not really on prompt because I start there, and then it ends up way over someplace else, you know. All right, no. so my,
0: so my, pro, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a, it's a little much. So my process for writing these is from the second we roll, I start thinking about what, what, what do I, what do I picture this world being? And I, I pretty much, I come in with like a, it, it's weird because I come in with decent, most of the times decently fully flushed ideas before I even start writing. So like, what do, so let's say, not space Odyssey because that's what I've been thinking about for years um let's say the supernatural world what like when we roll supernatural it's like world where supernatural exists what does that mean to me it's like okay supernatural to me means vampires ghosts all these monsters how do I want them to interact well what kind of supernatural things do I like okay dark souls is one so how can I kind of pull these and make my own original ideas off of things that I like and off of things that I like to read? And then I just, I'll sit there, I'll start with what does the landscape look like? Is it special or is it pretty much earth normal? It's like, what's it? And then we have our list of things like questions that you'll notice if you listen, you'll notice there are the few questions that I hit every single time. One of those is what is in the night sky? That is, I make sure that I always comment on the sky every single time and then from there it's like i have my things and then i like to build the characters into it as i go but you'll see if you listen to a couple episodes in a row you will see kind of how i hit those same beats every single time but i do i have the specific questions that i want to answer and then i answer them pretty much how we how we kind of designed this at the beginning that's i just always follow that's why my sections are the specific for always geography flora fauna history um current and that's Yeah, Um, no, I have not beat Bloodborne yet. Cody cannot get it because he does not have a PlayStation.
1: I wish I could though. I'm playing. Dude, I want Sekiro
0: so bad. As as I mentioned, I'm playing Dark Souls right
1: now, and I love it so much. Dark Souls is so good. Um, Okay, we'll do one more question, and then we'll do our
0: closing stuff. Um, That's what I I asked all the questions that I really wanted to ask. Um, Oh, here's a good one. What prompts are you dreading the most? Ooh, you know I have the rule chart open right. Yeah, here. you're gonna have to have that one open because I don't have it open. Give me a second.
1: um I
0: sh- Should have made sure. Yep, here it is. Okay. Do you want me to read the the? No, no, I have, have, I have. Them. But
1: okay. What what prompt do you not look forward to? Humans are not sentient. I think is gonna suck. Oh, that's fine. I think
0: that I think that will be pretty
1: easy to do (laughs) i don't know it just it just kind of necessarily means that there's going to be like sentient sloths or something else snake world oh gosh
0: dragon world Pretty much anything that I've designed.
1: Um, the one that I
0: do not – also, I'm really happy. I don't know if the guys from Instant 3 Player are still around, but the one that – oh, he's actually just came back. Um, but the one I'm really excited for are Outlaw Alabama, which came up – What does their, that mean? It's whatever Outlaw Alabama <laughs> means to you, write it. And I'm so excited to like try oh to make gosh. something around that prompt. Outlaw Alabama is something that I'm so excited to It's do.
1: just going to end up being Cheryl from uh, what's it called <laughs> from uh, Archer? Archer. Yes. Yeah. Outlaw country. Yeah. Yep. Dude, that's, I, that's what I I'm doing. Cheryl.
0: Judy Greer, great character, great person. Um
1: is she a great person? You don't
0: know that. Don't she know. might be awful. Um the also one that I kind of have an idea for but I am kind of a scared a scared for. Wow, good job, Judy. Afraid of is world after time travel becomes available. That's one I am not excited
1: to do. That one's going to be real weird. You know, like, I'm looking forward to it because I kind of just want to write and then there this was nothing. Time travel you
0: know? ruins every single story.
1: I mean, yeah, that's, I, I don't know. Like, I think it can be done well, but it's always one of those things you have to ignore. Yeah, right. Like, the way Looper works is don't think about it. There's time <laughs> travel. You're thinking about it. Don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Also, boy band world, but hopefully
0: neither of us rolls in that one.
1: Oh, I would totally do boy band world. I'm excited for that one. I'm also very excited for uh, vampires, sexy or otherwise.
0: Yeah, I. That's gonna
1: see now. I just I
0: kind of want to have Holden and Lexi back for that episode just because of their vampire world. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, world without frosting on pop tarts. <laughs> That already exists. There are frostingless pop tarts. Also, the frosting is the worst part of pop tarts. Also, thank you for I hate everyone, so
0: shut up for joining us. Thank you for, for the, however long, and pretty much everybody else who's in here. Thank you guys so much. It's it means a lot that like people actually watch this. Um, so we're gonna do closings really quick. Cody, yeah 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 yeah. Eh. What? Okay, wait. Now I have that for later. Okay, cl- Cody, what
1: plugs do you have? Where can people find you? Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network. We play Dungeons & Dragons and other RPG-like things. We're also on YouTube where we play video games. And, um... I think that's it. I think that's the only things I do. Okay. Um, You can find me
0: every Sunday at 6 or 6.30 to 8 or 8.30 at something, I guess, 0-0 at twitch.tv. Um... I've been streaming horror games mostly, but I also do things like last week, I built a Gundam on stream, and Cody on that analog Twitch known as YouTube. Okay, so (laughs) I do, I do, I built a Gundam on stream, I do art, I actually wanted to stream your birthday present, which once again, people, Cody's birthday present that I will be mailing to him is a picture of Hexadecimal from Reboot. And saying you only want me for my
1: body, and this will be going on Cody's wall, hopefully. I, I just want you to know, though, I really find that offensive because what I like about hexadecimal is that she is kind of an antihero who's like self-motivated. She's, okay,
0: remember when she like turned good at the very end, and like she's in this weird white dress and like.
1: Oh, I think human? we just froze. Oh uh, no!
0: Yep, yeah, our our stuff just tanked. Yeah, uh, I think that we're actually nope. Twitch just tied. Yeah, we we, we just we just tanked. Okay, we're, we're back. Just um, at the end. So um, you can find me at something, I guess. You can also find us on Podcast Garden and Podbean now, which will now be our new hosting site. But I have to do a little bit of more um, hammering out the kinks. And, yeah. So one thing that we're going to be doing for the month of May is we're going to be doing more of a um, – are you okay, Cody? Oh, you just need to itch your ear. Right. For the month of May, we're just going to be focusing more on like writing one story. So we have a couple of prompts. We're going to do our first episode. We're going to pitch an idea to each other, and then we're going to write stories. And every week, do a separate chapter or part of those stories. So that's what we're going to be doing for May. Next week will be our regular episode where we will do the... Um, the sentient planet world and then yeah after that for five weeks we will be doing a storytelling so check that out it's going to be a fun experiment that we're going to be trying i hope it works as well as we think it is going to work go do you have anything to say about it
1: uh no i don't think so because i'm word salading
0: this really hard
1: no, it's fine. I just I'm excited to to get to write a story because that's what I do anyways. So it'll be it'll be fun to get to do that in a yeah, little bit of a longer format. It's interesting
0: because I'm like I've been thinking about what I want to write, and it's interesting because it's like oh this is gonna be such like longer, but it's not gonna be too long. So it's like I don't want to do my usual thing of like write a novel, but I do want to write something that's like that can last five weeks.
1: So uh, I was just
0: reading. Also, the I, chat. Think t- I think I think ten. Uh, 10 pages is, double space is very short.
1: That's per chapter. Yeah,
0: I know. That's what I'm saying. I think it's very short.
1: It takes about two minutes to read a, a page. So that would be 20 minutes. okay. will we'll, I'll probably we'll, break that rule. We'll, we'll, we'll iron it out as we go. Also, I find it funny that my wife is concerned about which wall that picture of hexadecimal is going on. Mandy, it has to go on the wall Cody promised me. I did tell him I would put up the picture He Cody promised me.
0: I have recorded proof because he said it on an episode. So that I has to, I'm sorry, Mandy, but that has to go up for at least... I'm going to say... I'm going to give this
1: because I, I love you from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to say at least one month. Also, um, for those people still on the chat, I just want all of you to know that the, the, this little bit that I did where I said I was attracted to Hexadecimal... Was a joke. Was a funny bit when I said it to Jordan. And then people that I don't know listen to my podcast maybe... And then one of my friends listened to the podcast and messaged Dude, everyone I, love I know her so much that uh, I'm into hexadecimal so then that had to get explained.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy she did that like that makes me so I mean happy. it was funny it was like, I barely know her but the fact that she like like went out of her way to ruin your life about that is so funny.
1: Yeah, it was fun to sign on to Facebook and see my chat with all my friends. There's just like a thousand pictures of hexadecimal. And I'm like, Dude. what is happening? <laughs> oh, one of them listens to the podcast I record. Oops. Hey, man, you got to be careful what you said. Like the multiple
0: times that I've killed children is stories. You got to be careful.
1: Well, you write horror stories. What are you going to
0: do? Kill adults. Oh, my gosh. We're, we might tinker. Okay, we need to go. We will hammer out all the kinks. So next time, this will hopefully run a little bit smoother. It worked the first time, so... Hopefully the second, the third, third. Sub- so, um. Anyways, Cody, anything else you gotta say? Nope. Just bye. Bye. Wait. Oh wow! Way to just steal my show from me. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you later. Wait, your show? What? Yeah. <laughs> music's playing. I know you can't hear, but music's playing.